Come on, welcome to Authentic Influence Live. This is Anthony Chansamu from Simple Creative Marketing. I have with me Cheryl Leong from hello. The Growth Hub. Welcome. Hello, hello, Anthony, and, and thank you for having me on this beautiful, warm Thursday afternoon in Sydney. It is what you're like being really kind when you say warm because I'm melting literally. Um, it's warm for Sydney because it can yeah. get much more hotter. Uh, so let me just do a quick intro um, and let people know who you are and, and you know how amazing you are. So um, Cheryl has a young family, uh, businesses and property projects. And because of all these things, life can get very hectic uh, and full on as an entrepreneur. So um, Cheryl has always sought ways to get more done in less time for herself and others. And she discovered a life-changing impact a virtual assistant gave to her and her business when she embarked on her first online business eight years ago. I remember that. Um, since then, she has created an outsourcing agency called The Growth Hub that helps business owners find their ideal virtual assistant or team or virtual assistants uh, to help them scale, grow, and enjoy freedom as they choose. Uh, her vision is to aid people and businesses in ex exponential growth so that they, in turn, are able to make a positive difference in the world. And today what we are talking about is, uh, let me get my banner up here, we, oop, wrong one, we're talking about let it go, uh, what, when and how to outsource for growth. Okay, welcome Cheryl. Thank you, Anthony. And and we've, we go um, way back because I was actually pregnant with my first my first bubba when I, uh, not only my first real bubba, but my first real, real online business. This was good, you know, eight, nine, maybe it was eight, nine years ago. So um, it's fantastic to be here. Um, and I, I'm very happy to be able to share with people um, just the lessons that I've learned and, and how we've been able to implement it in our business. Uh, but the power of outsourcing in businesses particularly small businesses yeah i'm really excited to talk about that because it is a hot topic uh, a lot of people are thinking about it covid has been really interesting i, I suppose for the world of outsourcing uh, because now everyone is working from home so this idea of hiring someone that's working from home <laughs> it's like we're all doing it so we are working from home and our companies yeah. are hiring us to do that for them so um yeah. for the entrepreneurs that are listening uh, let's talk about why or how did outsourcing become such a buzzword, Chez? And um, yeah, why is it such a thing right now for small business? I think, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'll just share my story of how I came across outsourcing. And it was it was in a four-hour work week um, with, with Tim Ferriss. And, and we've come to this point where, particularly with small, you know, small businesses, we're, we're, we've got so much happening. Well, you know, you've got your business you've got family and all and you're going you know I'm so many sol solopreneurs or small business owners are just doing hours and hours and hours on upon time in a day and you sort of go why did I come into business this isn't what I signed up for you know I signed up to business so that I could have the level of freedom um, that I envisaged to have that level of choice of when I'm working and when I'm not working but then all of a sudden like I've just really almost I like, bought myself two very low paying jobs <laughs> to, to a certain extent and so um, I came across this whole concept of the four hour work week and I went oh, how is that possible and 
you see people traveling and all of that. And so I was really sort of intrigued by that, right? And you've 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 done the 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 world travel working, you know, um, working while you're traveling thing. And so then I came across this concept of outsourcing or freelancing. I went, okay, so how does how does this work? And I, I've been so used to seeing business people having physically, uh, you know, offices, like we've all the traditional, you need to have offices and you build a team and they're all, you know, in the office with you. And you're so right, like COVID has really turned that on his head. It's possible to work remotely, like small businesses, I know, I guess, have started to embrace that, you know, people can be be productive from home and and actually people are more productive and um, and depends. Like some people really, really need to have that social interaction. But we've realized now there's no borders. Like we're not confined by our physical space to the people that we work with. Um, and I love that because I love being able to not only travel, but meet people across the world in different cultures and recognize there's so much talent and skill internationally. I mean, in, 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 you know, locally as well. And I think that's why people look at outsourcing and they realize now that so much more can be done in a business. It's not just, you know, solopreneurs don't have to wear the hat of I'm the chief everything officer all the time and really, you know, take um, plausible steps to build that level of freedom and the business that they want with 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 a team, with you know, whether it's a physical team or a remote team, it's possible now. Yeah, one hundred percent. And it's it, yeah, the shift has been really interesting to observe, to observe because I remember when outsourcing it wasn't called outsourcing when we go back two thousand and three, I think, when I was still working for for HP, and um, we were then the word was globalizing. It was like let's move all our operations to another country. The cost is lower in comparison to Australian rates and whatnot. Um, and then I saw we saw. You know, five or ten years later, the freelance movement, or the, they call it the freelance revolution, um, where you what you mentioned, there were these nomads popping up here and there with their laptops, and it's like I can now work from my laptop. Uh, and now we've moved to 2020, where it's like, well, the whole world. It seems like the whole world is doing this, um, and it's much more common. I guess I'm curious to hear from you. Are there still, is there still any resistance to the idea of outsourcing? Do, do you have? Uh, what are the, the common myths or um, when business talk to you and say, they say, hey, shares like this outsourcing thing sounds cool. I like the idea of, you know, uh, unlocking my time and having someone work for me and, and these sort of things. But what are some of the, I guess, the challenges that they have that come up for them? Um, what type of questions come up before, you know, when they're having those conversations yeah. with you? That's a really, I mean, that's, that's a really, really good, good question. Because we do have, um, and it's, you know, Outsourcing, not forgetting, it doesn't necessarily need to mean it's offshoring either. So there's outsourcing where you're just outsourcing a function in your business, whether it's local or overseas. Uh, but I'll, I mean, I'll refer to sort of the offshoring outsourcing, like you know, you're you're engaging someone from overseas. And I guess some of the probably not so much now, but does still come up is the idea of one um, one is are we are we losing jobs locally in Australia because we're giving jobs to other people 
um, I'll bring up sort of the, the, the concerns first. Um, two, you know, are we actually paying people and, and looking after them well, you know, if you can, um, you know, if it's, a, if it's a fraction of the cost of what it is in Australia and we're paying that, is it, you know, are we um, taking advantage of that? Um, and then three is the quality. There's no doubt sort of quality of work, um, language barriers, cultural barriers, that sort of thing. Um, would you, I mean, in your experience, would you say those would be probably top three? Yeah, I think you've, you've nailed it, like with those three concerns. Um, so let's let's unravel or, or address each one. All so right. yeah, what? So first one, um, the the idea that we're I guess we're taking taking jobs away from from Australians, local, yeah. local yes. and I look at it and I go, well, small businesses in Australia, there's no doubt, like you know, within the first the first two two to three years, how many small businesses sort of fail and have cash flow issues. And a lot of that comes down to the fact that the small business owner has so much to do that they're so overwhelmed that they don't actually get a chance to focus on on the core thing that they need to be doing, which is might be actually speaking to clients. So it might be getting getting more work in the door. They're not spending enough on marketing and sales and things like that because they're being bogged down by so much stuff in the background. But the truth is that poor small business owners having enough <laughs> having enough trouble paying themselves, let alone having someone else um, on a similar or, you know, on, on a fairly decent wage to pay them. And so what actually, what I've seen and what it allows small businesses to do, if they're offshoring, they're able to, to, to outsource more, I guess, repetitive um, and you know, for one of a better word, mundane tasks, but more cost in a more cost-effective way. What I've actually seen is that it allows that business to then grow, get more money, and then be able to see what are the roles that I that I need that actually need to be local, that actually need to have someone that has the local knowledge um, and that local expertise. Whereas there's still there's always stuff in a business that that back end administrative operational side of things that can be done by someone no matter where they are so long as there's processes systems in place um, and that person has the skills to do it but again it actually means that businesses can grow and businesses can grow it means it's great for the economy you know more 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 income um, um, you know that means also then they're able to grow a team whether that's a mix of external um, of offshore or internal local local Australians as well. So I actually feel that it allows for that to happen more. Yeah, I, I know I, there are some really good points that you raised just around expectations, um, which relates to the, the third, I guess, consideration you talked about. We'll, we'll go there, um, to that first, which is quality of work, right? So something that, that you know, I've had that, that experience where I've been worried, oh, if I work with someone in the Philippines or in India or wherever it may be, um, what's the standard of work? Can it match having someone here, right? Uh, so what would you say has been your experience with that and, and the experience your clients have had with that? Yeah, and, and I've ab absolutely experienced the whole spectrum of it. Um, uh, and I've had VAs who have been excellent, 
excellent, excellent, who are in my team now, who have gone from being my my EAs to my operations manager, you know, that's, and, and you notice that straight away, like the amount of skill and talent that someone has, whether they're offshore, or whether they're local. Um, but then I've had ones where they just want the right fit. They just want, you know, the, they didn't have the skills. So it is with, it's, it's, it's recruitment. At the end of the day, it's recruitment, right? That you need to really understand one, what is, what are the skills Skills, attitude, and um, and experience that you need someone to fill, and not just expect that a VA. To a certain extent, people sort of think I can chuck everything <laughs> at a VA. Doesn't matter who they are, little robots. They will just be able to do do what I ask them to do. Which is, you know, I think we just really need to get our minds out of that. That. It's not necessary unless you're a really systemized business where anyone can come in and, and just follow your steps. And that's what the benefit of is of having a process. But just at the end of the day, like us, there's some things that I don't like, some things that you like, you know, that some things I'm good at. It's the same with the VA. It's just understanding and and matching those skills that they have to the skills that you need and the tasks that you need completed and then you're much you'll have a much higher chance of finding the right person to deliver the right sort of outcome that you're looking for so are you saying that the 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 robot superhuman can do it all va doesn't exist um yes <laughs> <laughs> There are definitely people that are very skilled in being able to do a lot of things, but it doesn't necessarily then mean um, that, you know, whether do you need them to be creative? Do you need them to make calls? Do you need them to to um, to do your, all your administrative stuff? Like one person cannot necessarily do all that. You might be able to find someone that's really good, but, you know, you have to understand as well, just like us, we're not going to be, are you getting to a point where you're wearing them up and you're overwhelming them as well? And then they're more likely to burn out. Something else that more in tune to their, you know, their own vision, like not forgetting that we're talking about people who have their own visions, their goals, their passions in life. Uh, we're, it's matching that up as well because then they're going to stay with you for a long time. They're going to see the vision and values that you bring as, as their, you know, as their boss, as their leader. Um, so having that connection with a VA is so important. So, so important. Not just sending tasks, meaningless tasks over to someone because then it sort of becomes, there's no attachment to it. Yeah, and I think it's easy to forget that we are, that's a problem I have with just labeling people or, or just looking at them as roles, <laughs> you know, like that's just the finance person, that's the graphic designer, that's the VA. Like, I think we need to remove that and say, well, behind all that is actually a human being. Um, and, you know, we, we they have families, they've got kids, they've got husbands and wives, and they've got dreams and goals just like we do. And how would you feel if someone tr treated you that way? And it was just like, hey, 
you're just here to do a, a job that that's it. I'm paying you to do a job and I don't really care about anything else about you. Um, yeah. And I think that's a really massive point that you're raising. And it, it does make sense to, you know, um, onboard, you know, bring in a VA or a new team member as if they, I mean, they are a new team member. Like how would you treat them? Like when you joined a new company, how were you treated? Right. Like that, that's, that's, that's important. Um, so there was, we've addressed two that there was a third one. What was the third one? I'm trying to remember. Uh, a common between which was about oh now you've got me because we were talking about oh um whether you're paying people enough yes that's right okay are we are we ethical and are we uh taking advantage of the fact that they're in a different country uh, ethical and all that and so this this is um another interesting point because sometimes i have people that say oh i can get someone for this amount like under three us dollars or something like that um so you've got one camp that's like, oh, the cheaper the better. And then there's the other camp that are like, you know, are we sure, you know, you're paying enough? Are we, you know, is is, is it ethical, you know? And and for, for us as a business, we definitely look at the fact that whatever country you're from, you know, um, that we've got different living standards, right? So we, you know, wherever we are, we are employing our VAs from, it's definitely going to be a question around, all right, what is, you know, what's in, you know, are we paying for the value that they're providing? Are we providing some level of, you know, um, coverage? I mean, we we don't have to, but we do provide health care as well um, to our VAs because it's something that, unlike Australia, they don't, you know, in the Philippines, they don't have Medicare. So health insurance is quite expensive. So we're looking at ways to ensure that our, our VAs are being paid for the value that they bring and then they get rewarded, you know, if they're doing a good job, like, you know, increase their pay, just like anyone else. Everyone, like, we come down to that whole notion of we're dealing with a human. Like, how do we motivate and incentivize people? Um, because if you're not paying well also, wherever they are, whichever country they are, Australia, you know, we've got um, our video editors in Kosovo, like, it, they're going to be, dem, you know, demotivated, and they're not going to want to stay. So, you know, even as an agency, we've got to recognize and understand and, and do the research from our part to go, all right, if we want high quality and high performing VAs that are going to feel um well looked after like we're going to have to pay above market rates as well you know do we need to, what what sort of rates um does that involve um but we're also i'm also conscious you know say for example in the philippines it's not unusual for people to work two sometimes three jobs um and so my vision for our business is to definitely be able to get to the point where we are one of the highest paying outsourcing agencies so that our champions, we call our VAs champions, don't have to go looking for two, three jobs. Like in Australia, you have, most of us have one job. <laughs> if it's not so, you know, not so good pay, you know, not a well-paying job, we just have a whinge about it. But typically we have one job, you might have a second job, but it's very yeah. unusual. And so, you know, my question around that is like, you know, why do they feel that they need to get two jobs? And so that comes down to, you know, reflecting on what are we paying as well.
Yeah, these are really good considerations. And I want to talk to the entrepreneur or business owners watching this uh, and really think about that, like in terms of how do you reward uh, good, like uh, someone who's really great on your team, right? Like what are the things that you're doing um, to retain great staff? When you find someone that you're working with who is really amazing, uh, this is a real consideration because like what you're saying, Cheryl, if they're out there and they're actually working two or three jobs or they have two or three, they're juggling two or three clients, perhaps, um, then that can become an issue. If I have had that as an issue in the past where I've, I've lost the VA because they've just gone, um, I've got another, like I've got other clients that I'm balancing and the, and the workload is just too much, right? Um, and so I, I like that your stance on this is, well, let's, let's get to a point where we can actually, um, you know, get to a point where we can sort of raise the value or, or, or uh, make sure that our VAs are looked after and that they want to stick around and they're doing good work and that we can get them where they're just full-time just doing um, working with us and our team and our clients. Like, I think that's, that's really awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think culturally um, as well, it's, again, it's ex more acceptable that people have multiple jobs, but again, we're, we're really conscious that, you know, we've got VAs who, if they do have a second job, like we, we look at, at, the times that they're doing that are they having to do a, another us you know uh, tend to a us client are they getting enough sleep you know um because that also affects their productivity and their output um so those are the, this type of things as you know as an agency that we we consider and it's always first about the person yeah it's people first uh, which is amazing because that's consistent working with your clients and working with the people that support the, your clients as well. So I just want to sort of jump into um, some questions that are, are very common for business owners in addition to the ones we've covered. Um, the next one would be, well, how do we, I'm at the point where uh, I like, I, I get the concept, I want, I'm thinking about doing it. All right. Um, how do I make sure that, or what do I, how do we determine um, what to outsource and what to delegate. And I know you've got this um, freedom guide, 50 tasks to freedom. Um, so maybe you can talk about some of the things that that typically um, businesses can outsource. Yeah. And um, so what we normally do is is I definitely sit down with the business owners to really understand where their, um, you know, where their business is at. And more so is really identifying the core need that they have in their business. Right, and what what the things what are the things that are just bogging them down, you know? If we're able to to extract the things that are bogging them down, and I've been there before, so I know, like you know, when when I had to swap swap our EAs, like when I had an EA that wasn't doing the task that that was meant to be done, like I was like, oh my goodness, everything sort of that handbrake. So look at the things that that are low value for you. That you know, if it's you know organizing your calendars, if it's even emails, if it's just like even things like outreach, like you know, if you're if you're needing to increase your your sales and your marketing, like look at the things that you're spending your time on, and and see if it's something that someone else can help with. Whether it's scheduling posts, whether it's just like again Facebook or LinkedIn outreach, um, that side of things where you go, wow, this is. You know, if I had someone to keep that level of consistency and to do that on a daily basis, what difference would that make? I know I would like to do it, but it's not my core business. Um, anything that's not your core business, and we and we have a tool called the Task Shredder, where we literally note down all the different tasks in a business. You know, we break it down to each 
each of the divisions of a business, if there's divisions. Um, let's put just to say marketing, sales, operations, um, and then admin. You know, break that all down and then work through each of those tasks and go, you know, what value am I, are these tasks that I'm doing bringing in money? If it's not, is it something that I should continue doing or is it something that I can have someone do um, because it's fairly quick and easy or two, that I can put a process in place um, to automate it? And when I say automate, that can be either be automated through a person or can be automated through a technology. So you've got to look at that. And so you might need to spend a little bit of time to what we say, sometimes we have to go slow to move forward, right? To move fast. If, if you're in a state of absolute overwhelm, I just don't have enough time working 16 hour days. You need to pause and go, all right, take a task shredder, take out a spreadsheet and write down all the tasks that you're doing in your business now, plus all the things that you wish to be doing. And then on another column, like note down, do you really want to be doing this? Yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. And then another column, the ones that you've said, yes, should I actually be the one doing it? That's a different question. <laughs> I like that last question. I like that a lot because it's easy for us to say, oh, but I'm the specialist and it's, you know, I, I can, I'm the only one who can do it and, and no one else can do it just as well as me. And yeah. I, I, I'm, I get challenged. I've been challenged on that by my coach and they've just gone, really? Like that, is that, you know, but you're also telling me you're not, you're getting four hours of sleep a night. So, uh, you know, like how is that impacting other areas, you know, of, of what you're trying to achieve? And you mentioned some things like, um, uh, lead generation or, or prospecting and some of those sales activities. Um, and, and I really think if you took the time to do the task shredder activity and, and really just list it out, you know, those different columns that you're talking about, Cheryl, I think uh, you can start to really see, um, you know, challenge that thinking around, no, it must be me that has to do it. Like, I think you can actually start to think, well, what if I could, let's just pause the, the ego for a moment and just actually, and, uh, just like really ask the question, well, what if I could have someone else do that for me, right? Um, and I think that that's a really great approach to working out what you can outsource because then, all right, so let's say they've done the list, okay, um, and then they go, well, now what? What's the next step? How, how, how do I go from that list to, you know, getting a new team member or, or how do I even yeah. find the right team member? Yeah, and so I think from that list you can almost categorize them into – Things that are more, um, and this is where we do a disc profile, right? We do a disc profile so that we can identify the type of personality um, that is suited for, for certain roles. So you've got to look at that list and go, is this something that, you know, bundle it up into, well, this is actually more creative type thing. And then bundle, bundle it up into, this is more a, um, you know, it might be creative marketing. And then you bundle another part up to go sort of say, oh, this is more administrative operational. Um, and look at, you know, and, and then sit down with, and this is where I'm a little bit biased, but it's good to be able to sit down with someone who understands how to do that recruitment of, of VAs and understands that whole process around finding the right match. Um, and, and, and because to a certain extent, you're going to have to almost compile a bit of a, a role description. What is it that you're wanting someone to achieve? Um, and then be able to attract the right person that has those skills. You know? So also identifying like is 
is any of what you're needing requiring a level of experience or expertise in something? You know, do they need to have some level of social media um, experience? Do they have to have some level of having done calls? You know, calls are a big one. So if you need someone who has, you know, and, you know, level of English, um, you know, what level of English spoken, um, some, you know, if you need someone to, to take calls and respond via email, you're going to have to make sure that they're, they're, you're happy with their level of, of spoken and written English. Um, but if it's a role that's very much, you know, you, not really speaking to clients and all of that, more administrative backend or research, then you're like, you're not probably going to be so, so really worried about that. So we identify, really identify who the skills, the soft skills and the hard skills that someone really needs to have to be part of your business, right? And I keep saying part of your business, not just a tool that does, mm. you need, they need to be part of your business. And can I just really briefly share that part about being having that connection? Um, so we've got a we've got a we have a bookkeeper in our in our team that um, that works for some of our clients, and one of the things that she's absolutely beautiful, um, and she um, she reached out to me one day. She said, "Oh, Shell, I'm feeling like I'm not quite." performing as I want to with this particular client and I can't quite figure it out because I know I can do the work I know I can you know um and, and and throughout that conversation what we realized was she wasn't actually talking to the client very much at all because the client was so busy and everything she hadn't really spoken to him for about two weeks and all and I said are you feeling disconnected and she's like yeah I I think I am like I'm not feeling it mm. And so, so what we said, okay, Mel, well, let's have a chat with him and make sure you're catching up every week and that you're communicating by, at least via email about the questions that you have and all of that so that there, there isn't that long pause between you talking with each other, right? Just with anyone. You don't talk to them. It's out of sight, out of mind. Whereas if you want someone to really be a part of the growth of your business, they need to have that connection to you. I love that. And I love that that was the recommendation that you made because um, I think that works both ways. Uh, you know, if you, it's almost like because we have a third party involved, you know, or someone in between, like the the, the mediator or, or the, the matchmaker, right? Uh, and we go, okay, well, that's who we need to talk to. But it's like what you're saying here. When you have a new team member, a new VA that you're working with, um, you want to build that relationship, right? And you want to say, well, you are a valued part of our team uh, and we're going to have on a weekly call or a daily check-in on Slack or whatever it is, the way that you do it. Uh, that's just so important, particularly in a remote environment. And I think people are experiencing that with their own companies now because we are at home and we don't go into the office every day. You don't have the, let's randomly run into the kitchen and we'll make our coffees and teas and that's where we're chatting for a bit. Um, you know, and that doesn't happen. So uh, one of the biggest issues that we've seen um, being in, in Australia or in the US, wherever we are, um, and being remote has been this disconnect. We're feeling the disconnect, right? Yeah. So you can imagine when you're working with someone in the Philippines or um, you know the other locations, uh, and they're literally an ocean away, right? Um, and we're disconnected from people, like you know, 
three streets away we're disconnected often so it, it's it's really yeah. <laughs> that's a really great point so i'm curious about uh something that you i know that you at the growth hub you do really well um you have a role um within within your team which is a um success is it a success hero or um what's that that the name i can't remember the actual name but you'll tell me um and and, and why do you have that that person in the team so actually, two two roles that I'm really um, uh, that we we really are quite proud of is is one we've got a chief happiness officer, um, and she's she's our party queen, right? And talk about remote remote staff and remote teams like that whole disconnect. Like she's the one that organizes the the Christmas gifts, the you know end of week parties, the you know little little things on a daily basis, you know motivational stuff and things like that. It might not seem much, but when everyone's working remotely, it's something that brings people together, right? How do you manage a whole team of people who are across the world in across different cities? Because you can't go into the kitchen, the staff kitchen, and have a chat. So that chief happiness officer, and for a lot of people who sort of go, all right, if I, if I, um, what is the benefit of working with an agency? And I'd say one of the things is humans in general are creatures of, they love being part of something. They love that community connection. Yeah. And so that, that helps them feel that they're something that's bigger than them. And that there's someone, there's a team that is looking after me that's got my back. I'm not doing this on my own, right? Because it can be quite isolating. So that's the chief happiness officer. And the other role is a client success hero. So a client success hero is um, the dry name will be sort of like account manager. But, but really, it's about success. It's about looking at businesses and going, all right, what can we do to help you go from here to here we're more than just a va service we're your growth partners what do you need from us to be able to grow right and so we look at if 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 we have a client that's struggling with marketing we're like you know so have a chat to to anthony have a you know have a look at doing one of his courses you know if it's something that we can't do internally the part of us being a hub is going you know, you can still talk to us and we will point you to we feel and we trust and know what they're going to take to the next level. And that's the that's the role of that client success hero in making sure not only is that client and that champion relationship um, thriving, it's going to that next level of going, what do you need from us to help support you to take you to where you want to be? Yeah, I love those two two functions, and I think it's so important. Um, and just the philosophy that you have around, you know, it's not just we're supplying you with someone who can help you free some stuff off your plate. I mean, that's kind of the basic, you know, understanding of a VA and, and, and outsourcing in general. Um, but what you're saying is here, no, our role, our function really is to support you as a partner, as a growth partner, to look at, well, what are the activities that you um, you probably should be doing and that we can also help you with as well. 
right? So, you know, things like sales strategy or marketing strategy or business strategy or, um, you know, HR, legal, whatever it is, right? So it's accounting. You mentioned you've got a bookkeeper on your team. So like these, these are all important aspects that um, can really, you know, for a solopreneur, a freelancer, you can get so overwhelmed, right? And you're just going, oh my gosh, like how am I going to address all of that? And serve the client at the same time. Like that's that's the whole thing. Uh, and so I think having this team support you in that way and working with an agency like uh, the Growth Hub is really a smart move. Uh, I'm going to go back to what you're saying about just the process of trying to find a quality team member to work with. I've been down that path. You know, I've gone down that. Let's look at Upwork. Let's look at you know all these other tools out there. Um, I think we underestimate that you also have to learn a HR function in that moment. Like you actually have to become your own HR person. And if you don't have the training and the, the, you know, the skills to write up a great job ad to actually interview people, to screen them, to test for language and all these other things that you need, um, culture fit, all of that, uh, you know, that can literally take you months, if not years to work out. Um, and, and you get, you know, unfortunately there's been a lot of small business, myself included, uh, that has been burnt through that journey where it's like, yeah. I've just had two really terrible, you know, for my team, when we've got a team of content writers, I've gone through literally 50 different writers to, to, to land on the three that I work with a lot. Right. Um, and, and gone, you can be part of the team because it's, it's just a process. Right. And so, um, if you're already busy and the, your, your to-do list is beyond, you know, what you can handle, adding that hiring process to your list doesn't help. <laughs> like it's just, it can be really hard. Right. So, uh, I think it's worth anyone who's considering it to, to really have a chat with you. Um, go to Cheryl's, uh, She's got a Facebook page, the Growth Hub Global. Um, connect with Cheryl. Ask her about her 50 Tasks to Freedom guide, um, and, and she can share that with you. And there's a list of there of different types of tasks that that you can uh, really take advantage of and, and have someone on your team come and do. Uh, what are some of the tasks that are on that list that maybe people don't really think about that you've gone, okay, these, these are some interesting ones? Yeah, yeah. So um, so I'll run through so some of the tasks that, say, my, my EA want to helps me with on a daily basis so this is our, our day every every day nine o'clock and I love that she's she's the type of personality that she's there like nine o'clock right and she'll message me on slack and she go Cheryl what are the top three priorities do you have for the day and I'll be like oh, okay I've got because I've got to be accountable to, to someone this is the great thing as well as a business owner sometimes you get so much stuff to do you you don't actually do the things that you need to right and so uh, it will be, you know, if I need to um, organize, usually I've got to organize a whole lot of different appointments. And so she'll coordinate my calendar to do that. Um, you know, if they're really simple emails to respond to, she'll respond on my behalf. But here's the other thing as well. Like all my, all, all the events that we have for Facebook and all of that, she will coordinate everything. And I know everyone just sees the event that comes up, but you need to liaise with guests. You know, you've got to get photos. You've got to get, you know, you you do this. So, you know, you've got to get their little bio and spiel, and then you've got to post it up. Then you've got to share. It. Like, there's a whole lot of steps that just just with a Facebook Live, mm -hmm. and I do two Facebook Lives. I might do some guest posts as well. So, you know, she does she does all that, and then she'll share it across different platforms. 
Um, another thing that she does is that sort of prospecting of just even saying hello to new people that I connect with on Facebook. Um, like you want people to get to know you and so start conversations with them. Or build build relationships. Um, uh, she'll help me schedule Facebook posts. And then just the everyday administrative stuff of I need a checklist put together. This is the rough draft. Can you make it pretty? Or here's, you know, here's a, a document um, that needs to be done in Canva. Could you please do that for me? And so I could spend five hours doing it, but do I really need to? <laughs> Do you? <laughs> I actually enjoy doing it, but do I really need to be the person that's doing it? Because then that takes me away from, you know, whether it's sales calls or, or, or focusing on marketing. Like businesses should be focusing, small businesses, <laughs> at least 50 to 80% of their time marketing and bringing in sales. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when building the team, like really looking at, yeah. um, you know, when you're at that point, you know, like you say, connecting with your team members and making sure they're feeling loved and, and doing yeah. the work. Um, but if you're at that stage where, you know, early days, definitely sales and marketing. Um, one thing that I learned very early on is look at your calendar. And if, if you know, I got probed on this question was uh, how many sales calls have you got booked this week? Right. Yeah. And straight away I looked at the calendar and went, oh, like, you know, zero. And uh, how many sales calls have you got booked over the next month? So if you have a revenue challenge, um, yeah. then there's a direct correlation between how many sales calls you're having um, and, you know, those converting sales. You don't convert sales, you don't talk to people, right? Yeah. And I think from a, as a marketing advisor, um, that's a question I always challenge. I remember doing this when we were doing the workshop together was what is your sales strategy? Because if, if you can spend all your time doing social media and writing content, but if you are not prospecting, if you're not building those relationships and not using a VA to do the connections and, you know, do all these things, um, then you are literally avoiding the growth of the business. Like you, you're, you're actually, so there may be some other, other things you need to work on. Um, but I, I love that you've said these are some of the tasks that, that the VA can do and the EA are doing for you. Um, really, really valuable. So I wanted to, I think we're going to just wrap up here, but I wanted to uh, leave with, um, you know, is there any last last advice you would give to someone who's gone? Okay, yep, I'm 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 really planning my 2021. Bringing on a VA is is part of the plan. Okay, yeah. what's what's the what would you recommend the step be at this point? Yeah, um, I think one of the one of the big hurdles that a lot of business owners have at the very beginning is sort of saying, oh, I only have about five or ten hours of work for. A VA to do. I'm not at the point of getting them part time or full time. And what I what I've experienced is you get the business owners get the most value when they have someone at least part time, and the most value when they get them full time. Because mm. when you have a resource there, and I say a resource, and I mean someone that's a person there that's able to take off a lot of your stuff, you are more likely to hand over more things. Yes. Because if you sort of think, I only have 10 hours to give them. Again, remembering when you have someone that's you give them two hours a day, it takes at least half an hour for someone to get into the whole swing of things, right? Mm -hmm. And then another sort of hour to get like really warmed up. And then it's the last 30 minutes when you're like, ah, I've got to get everything. 
So the more you're able to give them the opportunity to get more done and you um, allow yourself to let go, I mean, this is the whole idea, you know, let go and sort of and, and go through your to-do list and say, this can be, out, you know, delegated to someone else in my team. You are going to get a whole lot more value from having this new team member in, in, in your business and you're going to get a lot more done and achieved in your day, in your week, and in your month. You know, so have a think. If you're really serious about growing your business, I, I mean, definitely, obviously, you need to have a certain budget. But it gets to a point where you're like, if you're finding that you're don't you don't actually have enough time to reach out to someone, light marketing, light sales, like look at it as an investment. What is this investment going to allow me to do? Absolutely. And I think what it does from my experience is when you start to bring on that first person and then the second person or whatever it may be, you, there's a mindset shift that happens because you go away from being the solo, the freelancer, the, the whatever it is, the one that's doing it all to becoming the one that's empowering others, that that's building yeah. systems, that um, gets time back to spend with the family members and go on trips and whatever it is that, you know, I think you need to remind yourself, and this is a good time to have this conversation because it's the end of the year and we're looking at 2021 and we're going, why are you even in the business? Like what's, what's the motivation? Why are you doing it? Um, yeah. And, you know, if your thing is that you're, you want to create that lifestyle for yourself um, and for your family members and, and whatever it is, and uh, then you need to, uh, look at where your business is right now and are you creating a type of business that is enabling that or are you locking yourself into a job that's worse than having a day job um, where you're really trapped in the business and and you're like you're going to burn out and sizzle and you know you're gone in three years right which is you know statistically you know what sort of stats some something ridiculous like one in three businesses fail in the first three years or give it up you know pack up shop and go home so um, cheryl i wanted to say thank you so much for joining us today for sharing us all thank the uh, the great tips here uh as i say if you want to uh, get hold of that 50 tasks to freedom guide um if you're watching the replay of the video here just type freedom below and we'll get Cheryl to hook you up. Otherwise, you can head over to her Facebook page, which is the Growth Hub Global, uh, and ask there and just connect through um, that Facebook page where it's all happening. And Cheryl's got a group that you can join as well, and, and you can find all of that stuff information there. So wonderful. Any last uh, words of wisdom for our audience, Shez? Uh, well, basically, if, you're, if you are stuck and you are in a state of overwhelm, uh, just have it, you know, feel free to just reach out and chat. If it's something that we can help with, more than happy to. But we also have some great partners, uh, whether it's Anthony, whether it's other people in this space that are going to be able to guide you on the path of, you know, that freedom. That freedom where, you know, it's the reason why you started businesses in the, in the first place. I love it. And I think when we get into 2021 and we're out of lockdown, I think we, we need to have an event where we bring all the partners and all the clients together and we have a nice party. <laughs> and, and, and maybe we can bring a team as well. That would be a lot of fun. Or maybe oh, we go over there. <laughs> yeah, amazing. That, that, that is the dream and the goal. Definitely when all of this craziness stops, um, that we can have a big party uh, overseas or, or here. And how incredible would that be? Uh, that would be really cool. All right. So thanks, everyone, for joining us. Uh, make sure you share it. Uh, if you have a tip, you loved anything that Cheryl shares, uh, has shared, make sure you tweet it out or, you know, whatever, and just tag um, Cheryl and myself, and we can um, give you some love. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining. See you all hey. soon.
Take care. Bye-bye. Now, just quickly, if you want to check out the show notes for this episode, just head over to simplecreativemarketing.com forward slash podcast, uh, and you can grab all the links and things and resources on there. And also, if you are a conscious entrepreneur, got a professional services business, working B2B, uh, and you've got an interest in building influence and income through showing up, serving others, and being real, then I invite you to join my Authentic Influence Warriors Facebook group. Uh, If you want to do that, just head over to simplecreativemarketing.com forward slash community. Okay, thanks for joining in, and I'll see you on the next episode.